everyone. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Hannah. Welcome to the Adventures in Odyssey Revelations podcast, where we discuss everything that has to do with Adventures in Odyssey. Thank you so much for joining us today. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Adventures in Odyssey Revelations podcast. Today, we have a very special guest joining us, our friend, fellow AO writer and AOI super fan, Sarah. Welcome, Hi. Sarah. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, we're so glad to have you on this show. It's so exciting. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're looking forward to this for a long time. Well, a couple of weeks, but it's still like a long time for us. <laughs> yeah, like, like two weeks. <laughs> uh, yes. So we have some very interesting questions that we like to ask you today. All right. Yeah, they really um, it's a really juicy one. So get ready. <laughs> okay, so I guess first things first. How did you first come to hear Odyssey? Like, what was your first introduction, and then why? What drew you in or caught your attention that made you want okay. to know more? Okay, um, I love answering this question just because it's such a weird answer. Um, so it all started with Chick-fil-A, which is crazy, but Chick-fil-A used to give the little um, CDs of Adventures and Odyssey, and each disc was one adventure. So um, you got some of the classic ones like Broken Window, uh, Why Don't You Grow Up, Isaac the Prankster, Isaac the Procrastinator, um, Suspicious Minds, that was a big one. So I would listen to those and um, kind of fast forward maybe a few years later, um, my dad's going to a Christian bookstore and he asks if I want anything. And I was like, you know, see if there's adventures in Odyssey. So he comes back with album. I honestly can't remember the number, but it was, um, it was the album, The Big Picture. And so I listened to that for so long. Like there are literally parts of the episodes that I like can still kind of recall. Um, yeah, it was album 35. And what I didn't know was that was the beginning of the Novacom saga. So um, I had no idea these big sagas were a thing. So then fast forward, you know, some more years, um, I am like, I think I'm like at a Goodwill, right? Because I was getting into kind of like thrift shopping and seeing unique stuff. And I love going to antique shops. So that kind of was branching into that. And some very familiar artwork crosses my eye in the book section and I pull out the complete collection of the Blackguard Saga. Yes. And I, yes, yes. Um, I had never seen it. And this is like the, I think it was the, I can't, I think it's 2011 when they re-updated the artwork. Mm -hmm. So it's the one with like Blackguard and Wit across the, the chessboard. Yeah. And, and I, oh. yes, and I, I just loved it. I was like, I'm getting this. And it was like four bucks. It was like, this is a steal. It's like all of the episodes, like, like, I don't even know what this is, but it's Odyssey. So I was doing a summer program and literally the day that I was done, I got home and I just started listening and listening and listening. Um, two of the discs were missing. And for some reason there was like a duplicate of disc six. Um, so I didn't listen to the battle part one and part two at that point. So I didn't, it basically jumped from like, um, it jumped from before the battle to like kind of the homecoming of like Richard. So I was like, okay. So I was learning then like, you know, what he was apologizing for and all this stuff. But I didn't understand like the depth. 
Um, anyway, so that's how I got back into Odyssey. So that summer I started going more onto like AIO Wiki, like getting more information, kind of looking stuff up. And I was like realizing there's these, you know, these huge sagas and I had that I had no idea about. And then um, something else that kind of caught my attention. And it was actually before that. I was at Chick-fil-A again. <laughs> I was in the drive-thru and the Christian radio station that I was listening to was playing Adventures in Odyssey. And I had heard it sometimes. I knew it was on the radio, but I never paid attention to when. Um, and in album 35, the last thing you hear is Connie's working at the Timothy Center and Eugene's not really in that album, I don't think, because he wasn't in town um, due to like the whole Novacom saga. However, that episode I'm listening to is Crash Course. And that was probably one of the biggest like surprises I took away from it because Connie has a younger half sister. Eugene is married, has a foster kid named Buck. It was, it was the weirdest jump forward. And I was like, this is like, this is Odyssey. And I, like I said, I didn't know it was still going. So all of that combined, but mostly seeing the Blackguard or listening to the Blackguard talk got me back into it. And I realized I had a lot of catching up to do. And that's basically what I've been doing for the past, I want to say two, around two years now, almost two years. That's basically what I've been doing. So I've been able to get in touch with fans and get, you know, more information about the episodes. So yeah, that's how I got back into it. Well, we're so glad you did. Yes. <laughs> a whole Odyssey fandom would not be the same without you. Yeah, it certainly wouldn't. So um, have you gone through the process of trying to listen through all the episodes in order? And um, if so, like, where are you now? Like, which album? Oh, um, yeah, I, I'm not in order. <laughs> um, I'm definitely not in order. Um, I did listen to, I basically listened to all the sagas. Um, a lot of the earlier episodes I need to catch up on. Um, I would listen to, like, the daily ones that were released on um, adventuresinodyssey.com. And, and that was basically going in order. And sometimes they would have like the ones for certain holidays or um, they would, you know, put the ones for the new album. And I think when I joined it, it started at like album five. And now uh, I can't even remember what album it's on, but it's, it's getting closer to album 50, basically. I think it's maybe album 40. I'm not sure 40 something, but um, I, it's probably best to go in order, but I just never did. <laughs> so sometimes when people are like, oh, that's a really good episode. I'm like, well, I, I, I honestly can't remember the order at this point. So there's that. <laughs> well, yeah, the time I would definitely recommend. <laughs> like, there oh, yeah. Good ones in there. Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys, you guys listen to it in order, right? Yes, we did over the course of like 50 days or so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were a little bit crazy, but we had to do it. Like we have to get caught up before the new album releases. Yeah, it was album 61. Yes. And before that came out, so we were like, okay, we have a couple months, so we might as well just get to it because I don't want to miss out on anything. I want to know exactly as much as we can about these characters, yeah, the backstories, <laughs> who's with who, everything. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I basically, you know, know like the main things, you know, and I feel like the ones that I kind of left back were kind of like the older characters. Um, 
but yeah I'll like find one and I'm just like oh I don't think I listen to this and then it comes out to be like one of my favorite ones I'm like why didn't I listen to this it's so good you know speaking of favorite episodes which ones are your favorite oh my gosh but you had to put it like in an ordered list what's your ranking (laughs) ranking yes Oh my gosh. I just like listed some that I remember off the top of my head. Let's see. Um, They're all for so many different reasons. Um, A lot, you know, there's some episodes that are just nostalgic for me because I, you know, listen to them during a certain part of my life or I listen to them, you know, during quarantine or I listen to them when I was traveling. Um, So a big one for me, I really, really a lot of like the funnier ones, but I really loved a cheater cheated. I, that was probably like Bart Rothman at his peak. Okay. Um, I was listening to it the night before I did a road trip. And so I'm like packing and I'm just like listening to this and I'm like, I'm honestly just like cringing along with it, but it was just like hilarious to me. And I was like, I love this. Um, I loved for trying out loud. I love it. Like Edwin's episodes are so good. And so then along those lines, it was um, The Taming of the Two. Um, For the episodes that are like the episodes away from Odyssey, I loved Aloha Oe. That one was was really good. I really liked it. And I love the tour guide so much. He's like, says something in, you know, in the native language and he's like, it means this or that, I forget. But the point is, like, I don't know. I just love that kind of constant joke. Um, and of course, Ronnie trying to impress Donna. And we knew that was never going to happen. It yeah. just, I was like, no, that, that can't be a good pairing. Um, probably one of my favorite Wooten episodes. Just, I'm just going off anywhere at this point, but I loved for the fun of it. I just love, you know, seeing that other side of him of like trying to like show this kid. It's like, it's okay to have fun. That's, is it for the fun of it, right? With Talia? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then um, another one that I really liked and probably my favorite one with the Washingtons was The Mailman Cometh. I really liked that one. Yes. I wonder if it's coffee and they all got (laughs) (laughs) Um. I don't drink coffee, right? But um, I've been told, like, you don't even need coffee. Like, you're always so energetic and you always have this energy. And so I, the first time I listened to it, you know, I liked it. But the second time I listened to it, like that scene was just so much funnier. And she's like, you know, and Elaine's like, thanks for folding my clothes, but maybe next time not in, you know, into an airplane. And they're like painting and he's like, it's a house. Oh, that's a really nice house, you know? and I don't know, I just was one of, probably one of my favorite Washington episodes, honestly, because you just have the kids trying to get into a position, you know, and it's like, you're not there yet. So kind of coming of age, but then also they keep messing up in the same ways. And they're like, but we don't know what we did wrong. Um, for the newer episodes, I loved Stage Fright. I loved um, 30 J's Half September, which is a club episode. Um, and for the newer albums, I loved A Wise Surprise and Always Home. I thought those were really good ones. Um, I love A Wise, I I love Penny's parents so much. They're just always trying to, well, mostly Eleanor, but you know, she's always trying to kind of put her fix on things and 
it's, it reminds me of myself a lot because I'm like, oh, I can fix that problem. And it's like, it's not a problem. Don't worry, you know? Um, and, I, and like Penny's dad is just amazing. He's just like, I like probably one of my favorite scenes with them is when Penny was getting married and she's like, Connie's saying I'm causing Penny stress. Can you believe that? Are you even listening? Yes, you're causing Penny stress. No, it's, you know, I just love their interactions and I can definitely see them as like probably like amazing grandparents like they're just always gonna her, her mom's like so like concerned all the time about like the best for her kids and the best for her grandkids and I just love that um always home it it hits home for a certain reason which I think you both understand um I was not expecting that callback at all to Tom um that was really really like deep and meaningful and I loved I loved that the writers did that you know because I was oh yeah also weird thing is sometimes I'll listen to episodes when I'm like um on the treadmill like if I'm walking or running or whatever and I was listening to that while I was you know doing cardio and so when he's like oh like today was my best friend's like Tom's birthday I was like no you're not putting me through this I'm already you know like trying to focus on this you're not going to make me listen to that um, but I think it gave her a really good side to Bridget as well. And we know from the first time we see her, Bridget is very like guarded and she, but it's not other people. It's like herself. She guards herself. And I think that was really, really important that they would kind of go into that and explain, you know, why. So, yeah. Oh, and I think the one that we all can agree on, um, there and back again. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, for everyone who's listening who might not know this, um, we did not just find out that we are really, you know, we love Odyssey, but we also love Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit a lot. And so I love the references that like Focus on the Family does in this show to like Lord of the Rings. I, I don't know. I just, I love it so much. So yes, everything about it and having Jay in there and the whole scene. <laughs> and also yes. like that scene was it like part two, I believe, um, between Wit and Jason? Yes. Like I was not expecting that scene. <laughs> I wasn't either. I thought, I thought Jason was okay. You know, I was, I thought he was comfortable with everything. And then he's like, dad, are you proud of me? I was like, what? why are we doing this? I know it was so deep and totally unexpected. I was like, where, I, I didn't expect this scene to go here, but I'm for it. It's just so emotional <laughs> <laughs> I remember we were like we were playing that scene over and over like yeah I love this scene it's perfect like all all those episodes they were really great and then Jay just like runs in he's like I know the Heimlich and who's choking and it's like Jay just for once just stop yes um, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> honestly if there's any reason I love stage fright so much like looking back at it because it's an episode with Jay um 22 trombones that's all like honestly I like played that and I was like I love this song like so many of these need to be full songs like they, they need to be um I know we were talking about the pole boy song I was like there could be so much more to that it would be awesome you know yeah for sure yeah <laughs> we would have taken go to a pole boys concert in Odyssey oh yes yes hey if it's good for Wooten it's good for us it's fine yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
I love all those episodes. They're amazing. I know. I can, my, it's so hard to choose like just one that's at the top of your list because there's so many uh, wonderful episodes. Like there's some of them are you know, comedic and there's some of them are emotional and just there's just everything there that's for you to pick from. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Of course, you know, like some of our favorites would be like the labyrinth and a, a name, not a number. And, um, oh, oh yeah, I know the story behind that one. (laughs) (laughs) And for whom the wedding bells toll was always, you know, one of our favorites. I know it's like some just bring back this nostalgia, like, um, the top floor. Yes. Yes. Cause we were so, I think like, what we were eight or we were nine, nine. We heard it. So I I can almost feel myself transform back to my nine year old self and get all the feelings from it. It's just so, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's yeah. just crazy because, you know, we did not know. I know. Anything that had happened to that point, like the whole saga of Eugene trying to find his father. So, and but we still were still, we were still impacted by it though, even though we hadn't really heard these characters before, we were so invested. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, you know, going back to like the first episodes you listened to, I think the two that resonated with me a lot were Suspicious Minds and Broken Window. And those are just classics. Um, and you just, you get that banter of like Connie and Eugene and then Bernard's little laugh in between. Like, I just love that episode. I know. And um, Bernard wanted to see Connie get zapped. <laughs> <laughs> and then Broken Window, that whole dialogue between Mitch and Ronnie and knowing that it was like the same actor playing the two characters made it that much better. <laughs> You just reminded me of that. Like, it's so, it's like, um, oh my goodness. Um, it's like the election with, with uh, no, the debate with Tom and um, Bert and um, Bart. Yes. It's the same thing. And like Focus has even said that he did it in like one take. Like they didn't have to like, mo- like mash it together. He just like did it back and forth. And I think that was one of the latest, um, they were doing the, the Avery Awards recently on the podcast and they were they gave like they gave him that recognition because they were like that was probably one of the best performances they had seen um he's literally arguing with himself yes oh my gosh yes and it was so like so like well done I I love Walker Edmondson so much oh my goodness he was so great he was. And while we're on the topic, we've been recently been discussing how Tom deserved a better send-off. <laughs> so, um, yeah. We were so mad about Legacy. Yeah, he was such a great <laughs> character. Such a great character and, and like so loved, loved by fans that yeah. <laughs> there's something better. Um, but, yeah, like we weren't, I don't... <laughs> I don't think we were planning to talk about that today, but we were like texting and then it, I, I think I brought it up or something and we started talking about Tom. Um, and I really, I mean, I know they said they're not, they're planning on not um, doing like a backstory to that anytime soon or maybe not at all, but um, they still like anytime soon, I'm not going to add on to that, but um, I think it would be interesting, but I know that to open that story again is to open, I mean, Tom was like super significant in Odyssey. He was the former mayor and he was, you know, he was very involved. He was like the softball coach. I was listening to the episode with um, with Ashley Jenkins and former, or with the, um, the other man who like worked in Odyssey with Tom. 
um, all of that, like he was, like I said, he was a really big part of Odyssey. And so I think that to open that story would bring back a lot of like memories and maybe call into question what was happening between the last time we heard from him and then when he passed away. Um, and then when we find out. So I think it's, it would take a lot, you know, and I don't think that they're kind of going in that, in that path right now, which I can respect, but hopefully, you know, hopefully we will get something eventually. I like that. Um, Looks so like yeah. any the perfect opportunity would be what you're talking about for Richard Maxwell to return to Odyssey. And then he <laughs> <laughs> may not know or be aware of Tom's passing. And so they can, can kind of allude to it and what he meant to them and reflect on his life and not like, they won't I understand what they want like, really like dive into it do the whole like backstory but someone like that is really touching or Richard go to his grave or have a, a letter or something that's kind yeah. of the best of both worlds so it's not like all the way down that we could say story but still yeah it's still good enough for Tom because the legacy wasn't <laughs> <laughs> um no I agree with that and we have talked you know we've talked about that mm-hmm. and you know all I'm saying is I don't think there's going to be a lot of complaints if we get a smaller explanation, as long as Richard comes back. I think people are going to be more focused on that and then be like, oh, you know, like with Richard back, we will get an explanation. But um, on that topic of Richard Maxwell, um, yeah, if there's anything I could change in Odyssey, it would have been that Richard would have still been constant. Yes. (laughs) I'm still so mad about it. He was such a good character and just imagine him interacting with the characters now with Eugene yes. because of their camaraderie and like their Yes, <laughs> their oh my goodness. You know he would talk with Buck and be like, you know he would talk with Buck. You know he would. And you know that he would be there for Connie and that he, I would like to think that, you know, like he would be growing, you know, spiritually and he would be you know, changed by this environment. And the thing is, you know, like in the homecoming, he he honestly was like, there's nothing really here for me. And he had that sense of like not belonging. And so hopefully, you know, like it's what Whit was saying, give it more time. And it was kind of the hope that maybe that would happen. Um, but then, you know, we he went to Chicago and then we get wayward in the Windy City. And um, yeah, and all of that happened. And um and now there is a permanent hospital room that is occupied by a Richard Maxwell. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just want to deal with that because like he's one of my all-time favorite characters. And Same here. I just left him there. It just doesn't sit well with me at all. And he was such a fan favorite. Like so many people love him as a character. So yeah, him returning, it'd be a wonderful thing. I think I like I know Nathan Carlson if you're out there you would make so many people happy adults and children and everything in between please it's been so long like the people who grew up with the Blackguard saga are adults like you just kind of process that you know and they have their own kids listening to the show like honestly if we even just got a little like hi Akani or something if we just got his voice for two more words I think that like it like uh, you know just that just that but um 
I think, you know, with all the opinions we can have, we're respectful of the writers mm -hmm. and we would, you know, they know what they're doing. They've made amazing episodes. They've made episodes to make us sit back and think episodes mm -hmm. that have brought tears from all of us. <laughs> um, episodes that leave us mad at the unjust and happy and pleased with the just. And hopefully it'll be going on for many more years. So yes, here's to that. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, there's so many times though I want to be an intern writer. I'll work for free, just <laughs> <laughs> Or even just like give a few suggestions here and there. Yeah, like just give me a few minutes. Let like see my point of view. I'll try to convince you to make these drawings happen and you'll see we're right. <laughs> like, we have some good ideas that you yes. could eventually pursue. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I always believe that nothing is totally impossible, especially since like Tasha came back. So <laughs> yeah, I no, and I spoiled that for myself as well. I'm like, sorry. I'm so some, sorry. Somebody, so somebody online was like, "Don't look it up. You guys are going to be so surprised." And and what did Sarah do? She looked it up, and I was like, "What? Like, what?" And then it's you know what. I can't. <laughs> it's so funny because we did it. Like we yeah. usually like do at least not read the story, but sometimes look at the cast list. And I don't know for some reason we just did. It. We just didn't get around to it. We just like okay, it's like going to be a revelation. So it's probably going to be the mag as a three parter. We have had a three parter in a while, so we might as well just hold off a little bit. Yeah, thing was, I didn't even like consciously decide not to look it up. I just did it. I don't know I why. why. And I'm so glad. <laughs> and like we were just listening and we're like her like i know dally my yeah. different names tasha tasha forbes we're like what <laughs> i know Honest. and the thing and the thing was when you when she first came and Lori was like natalie and um i heard her voice i was like she sounds and awfully then, yeah. familiar and then saying, like, <laughs> like the way like she was like hello good to see you again like who and in my it's, mind no, i was wet i was like thinking <laughs> Is it her? Like, no way. No I, way. I refuse. I not get jump ahead. I my heart can't take it if it's not her. If it's just some, like, you know, another agent who we were supposed to believe knew in the past and we never heard her before on the show. I'm not going to jump ahead of myself. Calm down here. And then when, when, no, it, when, he said, when he said it was her, and we like literally just like shot up in bed and found it like screaming. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't know when she was going to come into the episode. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, I think when I read that, I kind of got chills. I was like, wait, wait, what? Um, I don't. And so like, that was just like, wait a minute, what? And so when Moy's in, in Wonder World in the treehouse and you just hear good question, I was like, no, no. Like, and what made me more upset was it was at the end of the episode. I'm like, I have to wait until a whole next, like a whole seven days, whole seven days. And I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, like after that line, this is torture. We only got like one line. And it was like, 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 I know her by a different name, Tasha, Tasha Forbes. Like, ah, now I need, like, I need more. And now you're telling me I have to wait. Like that's a bit, <laughs> I waited for like years. And yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and then now, listening, I still get chills hearing that part. I don't know. I just, I know. I just, it'll go up and it'll go down history with all those other iconic reviews. Okay, but if I slapped floor was actually canon, I the know. voice change between Richard and Blackguard 
always gets me always always I'm just like this isn't right this isn't right this isn't right I know it's fake but it, you just like hear Richard and Blaggard and then he starts laughing as Richard and it's Blaggard and I'm just like I can't do no I can't like whoever did the sound design on that they did like an excellent job because excellent job it just integrated so perfectly yes. like his voice going from Richard to Blackard. I don't let that see <laughs> and then like you just the um you can hear like their expressions are like shocked like, mm-hmm. like, like everything is like I don't know. I guess he isn't dead. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. 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 That 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 cologne they got exposed to did not protect them from the surprises of Odyssey. Like it just. <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed the episode, and especially the part because we get to hear Richard Maxwell, even though it's not him, it still is sort of him. So I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> And well, um, speaking of Richard Maxwell, like our next question would be like, who are your favorite characters on the show? Oh, that's a, that's a very fun list. Okay, let's see. I did not remember I put Richard as the very top one. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely Richard, um, Jason. So I, I have to say this, I'm, I'm somebody who just, has her stories and I have to say the story um so because I listened to album 35 the first episode I ever heard Jason in was best laid plans and that was you know like carrying kind of dad's side of Jason you know talking with Josh and and then of course we have the the duck joke (laughs) so that was a whole thing um probably one of the only times we hear him really like belly laugh and I was like I remember we were talking about that I'm like why doesn't this like like where are his emotions sometimes you know and it's like okay you know and that was you know a very I think it was a very genuine side to Jason which I loved um Connie of course and um I honestly cannot remember what episode oh um Red Herring, Red Herring, that was a very big episode for me in album 35. Um, and then speaking about sound designers, yeah, that that sound for Aram, yeah, that freaks you out enough times. You listen to it, and when you hear Aram's voice in the music, and it's like, we'll talk some other time, bye-bye. Like, you know, it's it not okay in the beginning, but the more you listen to it as a kid, I was like, I don't like Aram. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in that episode, you know, like Connie was very was very I guess built for me in that episode where she's you know very inquisitive and she's trying to figure out what's going on and she's kind of you know getting into stuff that's not inherently her place and wit does bring that up and so when I was listening to the blackguard saga the first one is a bite of applesauce and it literally starts with her going something's going on Eugene and I'm dying to find out and I just sat there and she was like, nobody tells me anything. And I was like, Connie has not changed one bit. Like, it was such a nostalgic feeling. I was like, there's there's the Connie I know. Um, but that desire for her to, like, reach out and help people, like, that, I just love that. Um, I love Olivia, because she can just take on a bunch of things, and she's all about starting these different projects, and I, like, can relate to that. Um definitely track (laughs) definitely 
yes. Jack Allen so much. Love him. And um, I love Emily. She reminds me a lot of myself. And as much as I don't want to confess it, I didn't like her a lot for a while. And I realized, I was like, this character is actually me. What is this saying about myself? <laughs> Um, and then the last one on that list is actually Edwin, because we love a drama king. Yes, we yes. do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And of course, you know, like some of our favorite characters, like you. Yeah, you, have, you have a whole list of listeners. <laughs> Apparently, I do. I can't help it. Like, just, I like a lot of people, so. A lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> you like a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. They're people to us. They're not characters. They're people. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Of course, uh, Jason, Richard, Jack, Joanne, Connie, Eugene, Katrina, Monty, Jerry. This is getting a bit long. But <laughs> <laughs> how about some of the um? How about some of like the lesser seen characters? Well, like how, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if like the Barclays are lesser seen. I mean, they've been lesser seen for years, so like, <laughs> 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 Um, let me. Things. I, I liked uh, Jared. I liked him. Um, there was this other, um, the, I like the Washington family. I really miss Oh, them. the Washingtons are so good. I know, right? I'm still, <laughs> I want to see them again. It was so good to hear from um, from Marvin again, even if it was only for one episode. Oh, and Ryan, Ryan Cummings. He was, only, it's funny, he was only like in like eight episodes or something, but it feels like he, was, like he was in more. Yeah, he was just, he was like a, I don't know, I, that's, that's, I put him under, like, characters I love to see again, because, I don't know, he was just kind of like, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was just kind of this, this person who didn't want to hurt anybody, but was tired of kind of being walked over, and like, very, a very, like, kind of sweet soul, and I was like, yeah, this is a pretty mellow kid. And then he he did that thing, and I was like, Ryan, no, Ryan, don't do that. <laughs> and then, of course, I, I love Mitch as well, and I'm sad that he's no longer there. We're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like, why do you have to go off with Maureen? Maureen, oh, Maureen. Like, I would just rather, couldn't you just stay single instead of being with her? <laughs> but, yeah, that was... Um when I listened to the Novacom saga the second time and it's it's interesting because AIO fans you, you guys have a right to get mad at me but um you know to anyone listening I, I just said it before we started recording that I spoiled the Novacom saga for myself and a lot of the stuff that happened would have freaked me out and like surprised me if I wouldn't have known and um I don't know and so when I was listening to it a second time a while later some of the stuff I kind of forgot about. So it was kind of surprising again, but when I started getting to the end of it, it started hurting more and more. When Connie and Joanne did the road trip and everything after, I was like, I know what's coming. I know what's coming. And I don't, I don't want to listen to it again, but here I go, you know? Yeah. I remember like the first time we heard it because um, we had known like their breakup first. So we went through the episodes. We knew it was coming up because um, the episode when it was called something blue and it's like okay so here it goes. <laughs> and like at the ending the first part where they get engaged you're like oh we know what campus is the second part <laughs> like, okay. i know you're dreading it 
<laughs> you guys, you guys didn't even listen like when they had their argument when he was um, in Virginia and she was in Odyssey. You went straight to the, you went straight to the wedding planning. Oh, actually, we we heard in order. So like we heard um, okay the whole road trip and then them arguing and having their um, disagreements and everything that transpired there. And then when we heard, we got to the um, something blue. <laughs> so we heard in order. It was just. Well, okay. we knew that their breakup happened, but yeah, but the thing was, we just didn't know exactly how it went down because we heard it from um, the chosen one and basically just knew the quick, condensed, shortened version that <laughs> so we went, went to Budapest. Budapest. <laughs> and so we were like, we didn't know that it was more of a mutual decision. We're like, did he like just dump her and just go out there? <laughs> Yeah, and that whole thing with, you know, him, like, calling kids radio all those years later, I was like, no, you didn't do that, you didn't, and yellow tulips mean goodbye, I was like, but he never gave you yellow tulips, but I see what you're saying, Bonnie, <laughs> yeah. for, all we know, for all we know, the yellow tulips were from Rodney, yeah, so stuff again. Off that is the new head cannon. It was Rodney. Somehow it was Rodney, <laughs> ruining everything. Yeah, it's like I believe when he stole the flowers off someone's grave. Like, parts <laughs> <laughs> just like that's my boy. <laughs> yeah, <that> was... <laughs> I love the Rathbones. They are so dysfunctional, but I I just love them. Yeah, family values is definitely what <laughs> I know. It gets me every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just the whole dinner table uh, scene when they're eating dinner. It's just so hysterical. <laughs> yes, it is. It's like, you're going to watch us eat. Well, then I might just lose my appetite, Bart. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. They were really, oh, I guess you can add that to the list of characters are linked to see again I think it would have been really interesting for Rodney not really to follow in the lines of his father and maybe get into business um somehow I don't know and kind of start working his way up but um it would have been interesting to kind of see him more faced with those views of excuse me of um you know thinking more about like his his spiritual walk and what that was going to be maybe even like as he left you know if he ever you know whenever he left odyssey because then he's you know like losing that that influence that was always around him even if he was always kind of you know ignoring it or rejecting it losing that like you know the the good people of odyssey thing because it was you know the love of christ i just think that's interesting yeah, that definitely would have been a story I would love to hear. Yeah, hopefully Rodney can return. Yeah. Well, that would have been fun, yeah. We're on the, since we're on the topic of characters that we would love to see again, I guess that can be our next question. Like, um, which characters are some that you would just absolutely love to see? Oh, well, look at that. Richard's on the top of the list again. Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, I... Oh, and Ryan's on there too, of course. Um, Edwin and Shakespeare. Yes. Yes, just yes. Um, I think there were times when I would kind of get into like a character and I was like, I really like this character. And I would like listen, you know, to to um, to episodes with them. 
And it's kind of interesting because those episodes that I was listening to are basically all these characters that I listed. Like these are the kind of characters that I wanted to hear more of. So I would look for the episodes they were in. Um, Richard, definitely. Um, Ryan and Edwin and Shakespeare. I did, all of those episodes are just so hysterical. I love, I honestly can't remember the title, but I loved the one when like Shakespeare was organizing the bike race. Yes. <laughs> and also we're on the topic of Shakespeare. Uh, there's another character I want to come back. Brian Brian Dern. <laughs> yes. Of course. Yes. Played him, so I'm like they can come back together. <laughs> yes. I know Brian Brian Dern was obnoxious, but it was so <laughs> Brian was the last one I put on the list right before we like got online to do this. Like yes, I loved, I loved Brian Dern and the episode when. He was going to argue with Wit, you know, about the existence of God. And when they, they thought the elevator and like yes. in the elevator and they thought the bomb was going to go off, like that actually hit me. I was like, I he's not, I'm like, he's like crying out to God to save them. And I was like this, writers, yes. Like this was, it was just so like, you could feel the tension. You could feel yeah. it all. The countdown to it, like the, the terror in his voice. Like he did, Roy just did a great job portraying that. Like he was just so Yeah. Good. Yeah. And um, I know that Shakespeare likes to believe that he and Edwin are on equal terms and they're the best of friends. But if I was there, I would stand up for him. It's like, Edwin, get your own tea. This child is like, this This wonderful man is not your servant, okay? He is your friend. Treat him as such. Yes, definitely. I honestly, I'd love to know how they met though, like in more detail. I think it, does it say in the Blackbird books how they met? Um, I think it does. It's only been like, it gave the backstory of, Edwin and um and Regis them uh fleeing with their mother but it didn't go into Edwin's like first of becoming a you know a thespian <laughs> or anything like right that. right so, but that's what you should do next since they're doing Regis they should do Edwin do Edwin Blackard series <laughs> yeah yeah um I think the uh, the one of the last the two last ones I put on the list were the Mulligans there was so much potential and I loved that family so much like I remember listening basically from the beginning from when Nick joined the family to I think the last episode was during it was like part one of the Black Veil when Mike is saying like the kids are just going crazy like they're always fighting and they're irritable and stuff um I loved the Mulligans I loved the episode when there was a flood and Mike and Tracy and Nick and Lisa are trying to, you know, help, um, help the two girls. And I was just like, this is, it's, I, I just thought it was beautiful. Um, anything with Nick Mulligan is great. He was a great character. And it would have been great to kind of, you know, to hear on the program, you know, how he got saved. I know it was in a Clubhouse magazine that said he got saved, but, um, like many editions back, but I just think it would be really cool if we would have been able to kind of, you know, hear that, hear his like talk, you know, talking to Wit about it. Um, maybe this is a little controversial, um, but Seth Young. Seth Young. Um, I like yeah. a couple episodes and, and he was just so interesting. And I remember the, the, the episode you know, with um with Liz and, and Mandy and you know, <laughs> <laughs> 
And he was like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, you're telling me you just want to be like my part of this project because you both like me, not because, you know, you're interested in like, um, in reaching others and sharing God's word. And like, it was, he was such a good character. I would like to hear more of him for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I know that with those episodes, it was to show, and I do think he, he hit the border when it came to lying, he would stretch the truth. Mm-hmm. And his excuse was, or like not excuse, forgive me, but his um his response was, I will do anything. Um, and then Aubrey like immediately after was like, but I won't lie. And I thought that was really interesting because he was very admirable. We are called to, you know, use organizations that we're in and talents we have to get to know people through those communities and you know, share. Christ's love and and all of that. So that was a very admirable thing. And I really did appreciate that being brought up in Odyssey. Um, but I do feel like it would have been a little interesting, um, especially for him to have that realization of maybe I'm not approaching this the best way possible because everybody is going needs, you know, everyone is not going to be approached by the gospel in the same way, you know, and the same methods don't work for everybody. And um I, I, I just think that would have been interesting to kind of get into. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it definitely would have been. Yes. <laughs> and of course, for us, like all those characters you mentioned are ones that we would love to see again. Yeah. Um, also on the list, we Monty and the whole Whitaker family, because he's insane. <laughs> <laughs> we just want like a family reunion so yeah, bad. Yeah, we just want them all like in one room together, one scene, because we never, we never had it before. Yes. That'd be perfect. They always hint at the reunion. So like, oh, we're going to go see her for Christmas. I'm like, when do we get to see her for Christmas? <laughs> yeah, like, when are they going to take us with them? <laughs> and I was like, oh, when I know, like, we have to hear Monty again. Like, it was weird because in the, um, in the Green Week Conspiracy, there was never an episode where Monty, Jason, Whit were together. And then the login, um, they didn't even include Wit. So I'm like, we were robbed again. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, they didn't. But they did. And um, one other character I like to see back, at least for like one more episode, would be Monica Stone because. Um, oh yes. Yes. And had a wonderful storyline, and it just felt like is she still is she still in jail? I don't. I don't know. know. I you don't, don't know. know. No, no. It's like Richard in the hospital. <laughs> okay I mean we haven't got updates so I don't know but I would love to okay all I need to know is did Jason take her the flowers on Valentine's Day (laughs) did he take the flowers that's like one of the biggest mysteries I don't know know. (laughs) like come on like you wrote it in the line and you wrote that line episode no one forced you to so obviously when people hear that they're going to want to know what happened like it wouldn't be that hard the actress is still on this show she did work on that the last hour you just did why can't you make her play monica (laughs) like we'll just we'll just like add that to the list of the biggest like aio mysteries um you know lucy cunningham schultz's last name where is richard maxwell when did fiona pass away because we did get on that last night (laughs) and 
Is Monica Stone still in jail? Did we, you we, take her? We have to touch on we've okay, okay, we do. We need to talk about <laughs> this because okay. I always hear, I always hear about people finding, you know, issues or not, you know, uh, countering information in the Odyssey mm-hmm. universe. And I found this and I'm like slightly like proud. I'm like, did I actually do this? And I was right. And like, we need to talk about this because yeah. it's well, been like a whole 24 <laughs> hours and we're on the podcast. So let's just do it. Okay, well, well start at the beginning okay. with our head. Cannon. Well, for some context, we came up with this head canon that the reason Jason dates redheads is because of the redhead woman in his family, because we know from it's confirmed from the Black Chronicle books that Tasha has auburn hair. We know from the um, album Nova Come Saga that Monica has red hair, and then we also know from the Black Chronicle books that um, that um, Jason's mother is a redhead, and now we know that Fiona, his grandmother, his step grandmother, was also a redhead. So it makes perfect sense. Yeah, and basically, while referencing that, um, we took a screenshot that basically said, it was from the Black Earth Chronicle books, about Jason reminiscing about um, going to visit his grandpa Harold and grandma Fiona in North Carolina. And so we shared uh, with Sarah the picture, but then she was like, hey, wasn't it true that from the club episode Charlotte, it was mentioned that, that basically um, um, that Fiona passed away. And so we were like, okay, let's go back and we listen to it. And so we did, and we felt like, yeah, it's right, it's right, it's true. So there's there's this there's this time difference basically yeah, she, like, because we died. Yeah, and at the yeah. same time, it's confirmed that that Jenny is pregnant with Jana. That's like right, be- that's even before Jason was obviously born because he's the youngest kid. So that makes no sense. That, yeah, that could happen. So. Yeah, which yeah. yeah, like a last name is one thing, but a whole character, you know, being there and not being there is is interesting. Um, and of course, if it was a flub, it's like no hard feelings, obviously. You guys are giving us all this content. We'll take it. Thank you so much. Um, you know, and I just think it's interesting because I had never really noticed that. And I was like, did I just find something? And you guys are like, yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, something that did stand out to me, though, is like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know, guys. If Monica is known to be a redhead and she's like, I'm going to blow my cover at the post office, like, it is not that hard to get a wig. You can hide your red hair. You could have hid it from Jason. Like, why? Why are you going to keep your red hair and be on, like, and that's going to be what everyone's looking for, somebody with red hair. All Jason could have said was, oh, no, dad, she's she's blonde, or, oh, no, dad, she has brown hair. It would not have been that hard. <laughs> like, it just frustrates me, you know? <laughs> Maybe it was, like, her signature look or something. So she, she, then she had no regard for getting caught. She did not, she wanted her cover blown. She wanted to make a scene, and that kind of fits with her character, so maybe that's, maybe that's what this was all about. I don't know. Yeah, who knows, but she kept it obviously. <laughs> um also something that you guys brought up was that Fiona has a heart-shaped face and Tasha has a heart-shaped face and I was like interesting interesting okay okay very similar character design hmm 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, actually, we were, we were thinking about that as well. Like, you know, like, you know, mm. the similarities are are there, <laughs> you know. You Liking know, we like, similarities. We like to read into these things, so. <laughs> so much. And I think it's, oh, um, I also think it's really interesting, but I guess for everyone who's listening, just because we haven't really talked about how we started talking, uh, maybe you want to get into that a little bit, but it is the weirdest thing. I, I kid you guys not. We, the twins and I have so many similarities. Um, I'll like, we were like video chatting at one point and I was like, I have this idea about blah, blah, blah. And they were like, we were just talking about that today. This has happened at least more than three times. It's so weird. Um, <laughs> um we've literally labeled ourselves, like, we've labeled ourselves triplets at this point, because we literally will get the same ideas, um, something that we'll get into a little later, but um, I don't know, maybe a certain fan fiction thing we were working on. We basically had the exact same ideas for the characters. Um, Oh my gosh, no, like, it's just so similar at points. Yeah, I guess we can get into how we met, because that's a very interesting story, as you're (laughs) So basically, um, well, we started our, our website and as well as our Tumblr account. And then basically one day, like I saw an email from you. Well, I didn't know it was you, but I, I was like, oh, like, hey, my name's Sarah. And I'm the analyst and a few questions and I'm writing like this fic. And so if you like to take a look at it, you know, just let me know and everything. And so I was like, oh, yes. And I was so excited. But I also realized that this was like a couple weeks old. This was like, oh, no, like how did I, how did I miss this? And like, I don't want her to think that I just like, you know, we're off. <laughs> not like write anything back. <laughs> so I quickly got on there and like wrote a, a response. Yes. And so like, you know, a few days went by and there was nothing. So I was like, oh okay. man. Yeah. And I, um, I wasn't like sure, uh, you know, what happened. I maybe, you know, you missed it or something. So I sent another one and another one. And I was like, okay, like, I don't want to seem like I'm sending too many of these. Yeah, but we have to try. And that, like, <laughs> too creepy or whatever. So I was like, okay, I'll just like well, let it go. And then basically, you end up like sending another email um, through our website, being saying you want to connect over email, and uh, you sent two of them. And so I was like, okay, like I'll send a reply. And then again, there was no response. So I was like, oh, like I'm so disappointed. Like, I think this is the same person because like your name is Sarah and you mentioned sending us acts and stuff like that on Tumblr. So it, it just seemed that it was you. <laughs> and yeah. so I was like, you know, this is that the end. Like, hopefully it doesn't, like, um, it doesn't end this way. We actually get to connect. And then mm-hmm. um, you end up following us through your email. And so I got a notification on um, on our on our email, and I looked at it. And basically, the email through which you um, followed our blog, it was the same one that you originally used when you contacted us. So I was like, okay, I think like this is like I'm sure maybe this time it will work. Like you know, three times a charm. And so we ended up like writing a reply like, you know, thank you so much for allowing our blog, and it means a lot. At the end, like, oh, and by the name, by the way, is your name Sarah? And are you yes? <laughs> I'm just like, it's like I don't know. It's like, like a little, a little weird, but whatever. I'm just trying to convert. Yeah, and I, we talked for so long that day. Like that was in the afternoon, and we talked like all throughout the day. Like you know, I'm taking care of stuff, and I'm like emailing on the side. And oh my gosh, that same day we like 
we like exchange pictures of our cats <laughs> and yeah. all of these different things. And yeah, we were so happy when you emailed us back. Yes. Like, yes, it's you know, like I feel like it's like finally happened, like it was something that like I I don't know, it was like important to me, even if just like use one reply so that way you knew that we did not try to like not contact you. Yeah. And, and then yeah. also like seeing the pictures of your cats. Totally. so adorable by the way oh yeah oh by the way we are now actually godmothers to each other's cats yeah um and and what i love is this all happened february 1st um at the date of this recording it is 320 it is not 321 <laughs> uh, it's march 21st we've been talking for less than two months um we talked for barely two weeks and then we agreed to meet each other on camera and that night we decided to write a fan fiction, which is the one that has been being posted on AIO Revelations, if you want to go take a look at it. Um, <laughs> we literally wrote that in a few weeks, but really it was like a few days because we mostly, mostly wrote it during the weekend. Um, there was like one Saturday, we just kept going and kept going. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, this is, this is crazy. Just got all um, the inspiration. What's that? Yes. Like, yes. Like, you have to keep going because you never know when this is going to happen. I was yeah. like, oh, like, I see, I see the vision. Like, let's keep doing this. It was so yeah. Like, we had like one meeting about like the fan fiction and we texted back and forth and we were working on it together. And we're now one chapter away from fully publishing it, which is crazy. Um, so great. Oh my gosh. For everyone who's read it, the ending. If you if you liked this, Jason, um, the ending will definitely be satisfying, I think. Yes. Yes. So yes. I love it. Um, and it was a few days ago actually that we actually talked about all of the drama with the emails. I didn't know that was even happening. You're saying you sent all these emails, but I really haven't even like I don't even know where they are. Like I don't know if they went to spam. I have no idea. <laughs> Um, I don't think I even have seen them all. And so when she's like telling me this, I'm like, wait, that actually happened. Um, but yeah, we have so many similar ideas. We just like clicked and it's been crazy. Like we talked for a month and it was a little after a month, the beginning of March that we finished the fan fiction and we were like, we're actually like doing this. Like this is my first collaborative fic. Uh, and it's like, this is insane. So I just thought it, I mean, first two. Is, yeah, wait, what? Yeah, it's our first collab. We've just basically ran by ourselves before. Oh my gosh. You, you didn't tell me that before. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, it was, it was great that working with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think with that, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, you can keep going. Oh, well, I was just going to say with that being said, um, we would like to make it known, you know, um, God willing, this will not be the end of um, our fan fictions together. Yes, we have lots of ideas, like a whole list. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a really long list too. <laughs> yes, you guys maybe want to go into depth with that a little bit, maybe okay. hint on a few ideas. Okay, <laughs> well, so no, as our first one was sort of something based in the present, our um, next one that we're planning, or at least one of them, is something that the surrounding event that has like happened in the past, like even before the show started. So needless to say, we very interesting 
something that has not been done yet at all. And I trust me, I've read a lot of Adventures in Odyssey fan fiction. <laughs> Every site published that I I have gone through, like I have searched and probably like, read everything. And this, no one has even come close to this topic. Yes. Then you might need to get your tissues ready. That's all we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that that's one. And then another is something that I saw on Tumblr. And I believe it was an idea that you guys came up with. And I was like, this, this is really interesting. Um and I was like, well, what do you guys think about taking this idea and making it into an actual story? And we, from like literally from that moment on, we were sending ideas throughout that time of the day and we liked it. And that's probably gonna be something we come up with after. All you need to know is they both have Jason. They both have Jason, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I do hope, um, that we can, you know, I realized I'm like, man, there's a lot of Jason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm perfectly fine with writing stories anonymously, Jason. I don't know why. I just, I guess go off like ideas we originally had and just many of them have Jason in them. Well, so for all of them, but I do have like a long list that are like central and other characters that I would love to get to. So. Oh yeah, yeah. So hopefully we will start drifting more into other characters as well. <laughs> We love all of our characters. You yes, know. we do. <laughs> <My> babies. <laughs> yeah, yes, they're not characters. They're people, as has been mentioned earlier. Um, I think the something interesting is that um, I'm not losing my train of thought in the middle of recording a podcast. Not I. Um, yeah, I'm losing my train of thought. Hold on. Perfectly <laughs> fine. <laughs> Oh, um, what I was going to say was I never thought of Jason as like endearing or, you know, a very, very kind, sweet soul or anything like that until I found AIO Tumblr. And I was like, wow, Jason's actually a pretty cool guy. <laughs> um, and then finding your page, I realized a lot of the ideas that we come up with or a lot of headcanons or things like that is like very Jason centric. Oh my god, how did I get here? What what? <laughs> yeah, yes, we converted her. <laughs> we we did. They were a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to do. But yeah. I guess they were just easy to think of. I I guess we just like had these ideas in our mind and we're like, you know, maybe we should just like publish these. Maybe people would like yeah. these. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Isn't fun, you know, seeing that you really like them as well. As and I love that my head cannons have kind of made you guys think more about Richard so because I have a whole story for Richard if he came oh. back or even if he doesn't, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I like to think that Richard um, and Rachel are still close. Um, I like to think that he's kind of this think like Uncle Jesse from Full House, basically. Um, you know, kind of that like loving slash like trying to be the cool uncle to Rachel's kids. And I think that he's kind of going into that father figure. Um, I don't know exactly what Rachel's husband's role would be, but I, I would say that it's, you know, this, this complete family, but that he's just not in the picture in the sense that I was thinking it would be more of 
I don't know if it would be deceased or something like that, but I would kind of see Rachel, you know, working and, you know, being not forced, but being, you know, feeling very responsible to take care of her kids and, and, you know, Richard just kind of comes in and helps with that. And so that's kind of, you know, what the ideas that I've sent you guys and you guys seem to take to them pretty well, which is very supportive, so. Yes, I just love anything with Richard because he's great. I love diving into characters and like their backstories and their emotions and how they deal with things. I think that's like, I really try to show in our, my writing and our writing. It's, it has to like feel natural to me before I put it out there. And that's the thing I try to convey the most is that the characters are true to themselves and who we know them, them to be. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And um, I guess we can get into what we were talking about earlier was what we didn't exactly share with you, which we got (laughs) one person I wanted us to discuss. It's actually uh, Grace. She uh, gave us this um, from um, 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 Avengers and Absurdity. And so the topic she wanted us to talk about, I was like, okay, I think I'll keep this a surprise because, you know, yeah, I don't really, yeah, you guys hid these, you started typing them, and then you deleted them, so yeah, I don't really know what these questions are. it, I was like, take that back, I did <laughs> I was like, no, 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 I'm, you know, we're not having that, so, okay, here it is. Okay. Okay, what was the hardest mission Jason was ever on? Yeah, this is the first question, yeah. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I don't know, we're make, so we make up we make up a mission for him or do we like like we headcanon a mission on the on the go or do we just like you know choose something like kind of what he's gone through well we could do both (laughs) i'm down for that okay um Of course, I mean, you want to dive into me there? <laughs> sure? I'm sorry, what was that? Oh, we were just saying you want to dive into me there? Like, you know, we're seeing, of course, because it's his boss and everything with Don is better. So, we have yeah, 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 we, ha- yeah, we have, um, I think, I think kind of what we were talking about last night, um, let it be known that we text a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think what we were kind of talking about is that Jason is somebody that is like focuses on like quality time with people to build relationships, but also he's acts of service. And that is the definition of what he's trying to do in the agency. And, you know, side note, it's the definition of Jerry who he absolutely adores. So there's that. Um, no, we're not, we're not going to cry if we're not crying right now. Um, <laughs> I won't, I won't cry. Run away, you're not crying. Um, so I think a mission that would be really hard for him would be something where he is faced with immense pressure. And I can see that with Donovan, the kind of make it or break it mission that can define or destroy his career and his reputation of you know being the man for the job um and also just being away from the resources and like and the people that he needs so I see something where there's no Tasha as his partner there's no 
you know what I mean? Like being, you know, kind of being thrown out there and it's like, what do I do? Somewhere like, like, you know, lonely, secluded, a bit dark. Let's think of a country. It could be like in winter too. Yeah, why? Because winter, everything is traumatic. Yes, with the the snow and everything. Winter is, but winter is traumatic for him. Remember in Wisconsin, he couldn't make a, he could like barely make the fire in Wisconsin. He was like, that was a hard winter. There are harder winters all, you know, in other places. I'm like, Jason, Jason, you just couldn't make that fire. Just admit it. Yeah, I don't think he could. You know, yeah. I mean, he claimed it worked, but it was, you know, he was, what did he say? He said some other country and he was like, well, it was Wisconsin. I'm like, okay. He said it was Tibet. Hardest mission. I would say isolation, immense pressure. And I mean, I feel like those are the two things that would make it like the hardest for him. That would like make, kind of take a toll off like in every manner yeah agree I definitely agree with that um I'll say another thing that I can see would be very difficult for him is because we know how much of like um how concerned he is for other people and their safety like it was something more like it was like something more personal like I, I don't really like, you know like maybe like similar to Sue but in a different way like while he was there like maybe get attached to maybe some people on his mission. Yeah. Something and basically oh my gosh. like there's now like their safety is very important to him because as we've seen, like I feel that he doesn't really care about like his own um protection or um his own security. safety, but when it comes to other people, like he's very that's very important to him. So I feel if that was like threatened, that would be very difficult. I don't like know exactly how, but something I sense a fan fiction coming, but it was <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on this some more. I have some thoughts. I just have to, you know, put them all together. This question completely threw us off. Like this is gonna take some contemplation. Yeah. Um you know, this actually is reminding me of the episode when he is going back and he I can't remember the country, but he's going back and he's seeing how the church is doing. And it was that, yeah. Oh, oh, let me see. I know, I know this, I know. Uh, Isn't it shining? Is it shining armor? Yeah. Yes. That's the episode. Yes, that's it. <laughs> right? Okay. Um, yeah, like, I think that you can kind of see all of that. There was this isolation where he was the one that kind of had to do everything. And it was, you know, seeing all those people, you know, so deceived and lied to and it was that helplessness and he really thought that he had to do it all by himself and I think that was the hardest thing it's I think you know a feeling of helplessness that breaks Jason and that episode has very much resonated with me and probably my favorite part is when um you know the father who of the family he's staying with is like your place was with us on our knees. And that just grabbed my heart. I was like, it's true, you know? And sometimes it's kind of interesting when you talk about Odyssey being a kid's show, it is not ages eight to 12. I will fight that. It's not, 
you can still learn, you know, amazing things. And that was something that just stuck with me. And it's that idea that you pray, you know, in any, in everything. I think it was a wonderful lesson. So as for the details of his mission, we'll get back to you on that, Grace. Yes, we will. But yeah, as you're saying, I, I love that episode. That's, yeah. that's one of my favorites. And as you said, for all the reasons that you mentioned, yeah, resonate with me a lot, not to rely on our own strength, but on God's. And just to, whenever things are going awry, just to lean upon him and he'll, he always gives us a way. So yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Yeah, and another question from Grace. It's oh no, what <laughs> she wants us to share our thoughts about Jason's PTSD. So it's very deep. Oh, oh my goodness, that's actually really fascinating. Okay, um, I did talk. I did talk with you guys about um a research paper I did some years back, and it was actually in regards to PTSD, um, analyzing PTSD with people who um, served in the Vietnam War. And that experience um, really opened my eyes. But, and so that's kind of the, um, you know, the deeper look I've gotten into that, that, um, that mental um, disorder. And I think it's really interesting in regards to there have definitely been moments, it's kind of what we were going back to where Jason has that helplessness and he is somebody who tries to fix everything. That's just who he is. He's acts of service. You know, he's, I can do this. And even if I can't, I will do this. And I feel like in regards to PTSD, there are moments where he feels like he has lacked and he hasn't done the job he was supposed to. And it's, it's conflicting and it's kind of like what he was, you know, um, back to there and back again uh, when he's talking with Wit. And like I said, his character doesn't give off that there's anything, you know, wrong with him being in the antique shop. He, he honestly seems happy. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm out of the agency. I'm just doing something simple. I enjoy doing this. It's, it, it just seems like the perfect thing to do in my life right now. But it was something as small as, you know, are you proud of me that this is my job now? Are you proud that I'm not going out and helping people? And it sounds like he wasn't, like he wasn't meeting somebody else's, somebody's expectations. You know, like, would you rather me be back in the field doing this? Would you rather me be serving people? Because I don't think I'm serving people here. And so I think for, in regards to PTSD, I think that he has a lot of doubts and regret at times about what he could have what he thinks he could have done what he thinks he should have done even though we know that everything was done the way it was ordained to be done um I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because I think this question deserves you know both answers well we've we've definitely talked about this a lot and um I think that Jason struggles with a lot with his brother's death, like unresolved feelings from it. Oh yeah. That he was, Jerry was like the, you could say the perfect son and how the way he handled things, he was more like patient than Jason, not as prone to recklessness and rush into things, really kind of like he was the, what'd you call it? The whole 
like a copy of wit, you could say. Like, and he feels that maybe when best if Jerry been the one who survived. And now he constantly feels like he needs to live up to his legacy and is always trying to be like him, do what he would have done, make his father proud in some way, and is kind of insecure about that. And yeah. And yeah. talking about what you were saying, like he's just always like sometimes second guessing the choices he has made in his life, wondering if it's enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And then also, I feel like he would have definitely have some memories of his time, the agency. So oh, like, my goodness. Yes. The labyrinth sort of um, alluded to some things, things that he mm -hmm. had seen. And so I feel that there must have been. But there must have been like some really tragic things that he must have seen in his life as a yeah. guy. I feel like that is like, you know, probably stuck with him all these years and he hasn't really dealt with it, especially since I feel like as a character, he's one to not, to basically bury his feelings and to like suppress them and, yeah. and basically um, say that everything's okay and it's fine and to be that way, yeah. always like smile and, um, you know, like it's you know it's more choked disposition when there's more going on underneath and then also like I feel like his mom's death is also something that really yeah and you know and I think we've we've talked about it in regards to I don't think he said bye to Jenny in the way that he would have preferred to um it was sudden and usually when things are sudden you know you don't you know, you don't say goodbye to somebody the way that you would have preferred. And even if there was nothing wrong with, you know, the goodbye or the hello or anything in your last, you know, experience, you you kind of start getting those, those, those doubts, those ideas. And I think that that's something that Jason, you know, goes through a lot. Um, but I think kind of to close that off in regards to the agency, um, as someone who has, you know, watched a lot of those, um, those kind of shows, uh, criminal minds and numbers and, and things like that. Um, it's nothing like real life, of course. You know, you see crazy things. You see things that you wish you never saw. And then um, the big thing about, you know, being an agent, not, of course, like I would ever know, but um, and I mean this respectfully, is you go home and you put a smile on for your kid's face and you don't, you don't want to think about work. You, you really do separate that. And I think that's something that even going back to Mitch and Connie, Connie would not have been able to do that. That's not who Connie is. Connie doesn't suppress. Connie, Connie speaks, you know, she speaks her mind. Um, she's honest and she talks about this. And I think she knew deep down that even if she wasn't going to be on the field, it, you know, it, it's, it's a marriage. It's, it's, you are, you are now one. And that was going to be stuff that she would deal with. You know, whatever happens to Mitch happens to me, um, which we saw with Borland and um, Janelle when, you know, she was like, oh, you know, like when he got kidnapped, when he was held hostage. And there's only so much that, you know, flowers can fix. Flowers don't fix anything. You know what I mean? And I feel like, especially when Jason, you know, with Jason having to deal with a lot of that by himself or, you know, um, seemingly by himself, because of course he, even if family's not, you know, by, you know, he has, he has the Lord. Um, I think that there, you know, there were things that 
he would rather not have seen or witnessed or done. Um, and I think you're right, we did see that in the labyrinth for sure. And um, it's just that desire to like always protect everybody as much as you can. So I would definitely agree with those points. And um, speaking of, speaking on more about what you said about um, him not saying goodbye to Jenny, like there we were just listening to Life Experience recently. And basically in that scene where he talks to his dad about like losing Jenny and his, and his mom, there was like a, a bit of hesitation, like, you know, can I like spew up? Talk about like Jerry and mom, like that little pause there. I don't know, maybe we should be more into this. It just seemed like it was more painful for him to like say her name, almost like, like, as you said, he didn't have the opportunity to really say goodbye to her in the way that he yeah. was. Because as y'all know, like that was, that was very sudden, like with everything that happened, like the whole episode, so. Yeah, I, to I totally agree. No, I totally agree. Um, I, I didn't notice that. I think I've only listened to that episode once because I was like, my heart can only take it once, but I, I should go back and listen to it. Um, no, but that's true. And I think also, and I don't think you're looking too much into it. I feel like sometimes, you know, there are times when a fan looks way too much into stuff and they're like, and like, you know, they're like, guys, he breathed okay people <laughs> breathe it didn't mean anything and I'm like okay I'm sorry I like I'm sorry I get it my bad you know but um the thing about voice acting of course is that it is extremely everything is just in your voice so there are you know reasons for the hesitations there's reasons for expressing things in a certain way for having that little bit of like disdain or like disgust whatever in that one word um you just reminded me um in the episode when um, the electric palace is like being built and everything and they're praying at Blackguard's castle, Wit hesitates, I remember that. Wit like, you know, help us um, understand the feel our feelings and our, and our anger towards Dr. Blackguard and pause Richard Maxwell. And I think that was because he knew what Tom was feeling and he knew Tom wasn't feeling, you know, Tom still had all this anger. And that hesitation was significant. People have caught on, have caught on to that. So I think that's, I don't think you're looking too much into it. Um, but also the fact that he was like the middle of the day at Wits End. And he's like, can we talk about mom and Jerry? Like that says something, of course. It's like, I can't wait. Like, can we talk about this? And I think that's, I don't know, a silent cry for help in a sense of, I really, this, you know, this is bothering me, so. All of that, I, yeah, totally agree. Oh, getting emotional over here. Yeah, I don't have tissues to send over. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. so I agree with all those points. So, yeah, thank, yeah, thank you for all those points you mentioned. It's definitely you know, interesting to discuss. And uh, okay, let's see. Um, what are your, some of your favorite scenes that you can think of? Like, um, oh. yeah, like moments that you just heard, like, oh, yeah, that was amazing. Like, it could be anything. It could be, like, dramatic. Yeah. It could be emotional. It could be funny. It could, yeah, romantic. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> romantic? Okay, wow. <laughs> I know what you guys are thinking about. Mm. Uh, I don't know, maybe spelling out I love you in Morse code. And that soft little, 
I love you too, Tasha. I don't know, maybe that. <laughs> We're not triplets for nothing. I know what you guys are thinking about. Um, <laughs> I love it. Let's see, favorite scenes, favorite scenes. Um, speaking of romantic, I love that this is the first thing on my list. It's the first thing that came to mind. Eugene blurting out Connie's affection for Jason. <laughs> in um in um in love, is in the, love is in the air and then Jack, Jack's li Jack's little good job Eugene pretty good Eugene um I listened to this episode over and over and over and I just the scene with Jack or no, well it this is this is the other sorry it's another episode um when Mitch and Connie are fighting about if that you know if that actor from the nut house is any good and jack just makes every excuse possible not to get in a fight and i just kind of imagined him like poor guy like with his hands in front of himself and you know it was like i had nothing to do with her not getting the part or not get, with him not getting the part jack you saw the show tell her the guy can't act and you just hear this little voice and he's like there was static i'm like oh my gosh like i just love how they constantly have to go back and forth. He's like, but my TV's very small. My glasses are fogged up. I love Jack because he's just like so meek. And I'm just like, poor guy. Like, did you have to work at Woodsend all those days? <laughs> yeah, I got caught up in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Um, Cold House's reveal. Um, both on the toy and on Otter response. Um, I mean, if we have to go, those, those two episodes were very similar. It was two episodes of him investigating, mostly Cold House centric, which I never thought I'd see an episode like that. And I was like, that's actually kind of cool. If this is the only way, you know, like we're gonna get information about him, I'll take it. Just episodes of him doing his detective work. And at the end, he's like, okay, this happened in my life. And I'm like, yes I need to know this and then thank you thank you mom for adopting me oh I was not expecting that in the slightest yeah. and it was it was so beautiful it was everything about that scene I was it was so unexpected it was like this is perfect it makes so much sense and it's like oh my gosh this is so sweet <laughs> I was like oh I, I was not expecting that at all but the ending was just it was just perfect. Like, could I ever decide on that? Like, they made a great call. Yeah, it was wonderful. And I mean, I think it, it I mean, the episode also just shows more Pole House himself, mm -hmm. how he will present himself in a certain way, but when he is quote unquote, or like alone, whereas like in the toy, he was alone with the people he needed to be alone with, or when he was actually just alone with his mom on the phone, in auto response, then he lets his walls down. And I think that's, that's just like pull house to, to do what he needs to do. And then when he needs to just be vulnerable. And I thought that was so beautifully written. Um, I don't know, I just, I thought that was great. Um, so those were more of like the, the funny ones. And then with pull house, it kind of gets like the more emotional ones. Um, Connie and Witt's conversation at Mitch's funeral. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
funeral. Like he didn't really die, but still like every time like you hear just everything that Connie's going through, you're like, yeah like I feel for her because you, you don't it's not that you feel like the loss of Mitch but you just feel the grief that she feels yeah. and you know that this is I mean I guess in a way you can imagine as if they their relationship is over you know when you think of it more as oh man they're not together anymore instead of oh Mitch is gone because we know he's not it feels more like a like an ugly fast breakup, if that makes sense. That was completely not expected. Um, you know, when, when she gets back in the car and she's like, what, I'm not okay, you know? I was like, yes, we need this, we need this. Um, and then kind of the ones that were, oh, and of course, Wit and Home Again, when, oh my gosh, when he just like hugs her, and all you, and basically the first things that he says to her in, in uh, Paul Herlinger's voice is just, where have you been, little girl? I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I love this. Um, so I have a few that kind of, like the ones where it's like really impactful and it just like puts you on edge because it was, it was scary. I don't care what age I am, it freaked me out. <laughs> um, strange boy in a strange land. That was a big one. The minute the agent came and was like, hello, Jim. And then they find the um, the note and they decode it. And it says, beware Andromeda. And then Wit goes into the office and he makes that call. The music for that entire, the score for that entire, that entire part of the episode freaks you out. It just gives you that, it gives you that sense of, of suspense and kind of like what is going on and it's not a good suspense of oh I hope we figure this out it's like I'm kind of scared to figure out what's happening you know yeah speaking of the score I just have to say like the Novacom score like their the music that they had the entire saga I just love this I know yeah. it's like it's like perfect like like it definitely was one of the most like intense ones like you felt like mm -hmm. like eyes were so everywhere like people like, nowhere safe <laughs> <laughs> Like they know, like I mean, literally, like they have like you know bugs and cameras and break-ins and what's happening. Yeah, but yeah, that that whole saga was was intense, but I loved it. I think, yeah, I think this saga, like, was more puts you more on edge than the Blackguard one. If I'm going to be honest, because with Blackguard, it was, I guess the best way to say it is that things were like surprising. And I think a lot of this, like the bigger surprises happened at the end, which leads me to the one where, you know, Dr. Blackard is like, oh no, I, I have the Ruku virus. Um, and then also when Professor Bovril is like, but it could have saved him the the mineral. I, my mouth just dropped open. I, I couldn't stop it. I was just like, what? That was a big, you know, a big twist for me, but the Novacom saga had like everything at every corner, just like, like the, it didn't, it didn't calm down for like one minute. It calmed down for like Mitch's funeral and then it picked right back up again. Like there was always something that you didn't expect happening. You know, Tony hiding the camera, um, Wit's office being broken into twice. There were just so many different things. So that was really interesting. Yeah, it was so good. I think some of my scenes, is that the tunnel scene between 
Jack and Dr. Placard. Oh my gosh, yeah. It gives me chills every single time I hear it. It, it never disappoints. It's just so, ah, <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. And then just, I tell him that he actually has the virus and Jack is playing with him to, that it's not too late and he can still surrender and give us all to Christ and just, it's just so good. It, it just gets me. <laughs> and then when the tunnel blows, I'm like, yeah. It's, it's just oh like I'm just so glad they didn't kill off Jack is all I have to say oh yeah I yeah and then I I love um when Eugene um his conversion scene I love that yeah and Connie's conversion scene yes as well. yes yes and um I'm gonna like a big like fan of like you know weddings and stuff like that and one of my favorite <laughs> scenes is like when um Eugenia Kachina had their vow renewal because they're just like, so sweet. And um and let me see if there's another one. Obviously, the like the whole like Novacom arc. Like, you can't really, like, oh the guess the the when Jack is, is in the taxi and he's they're being chased to Chicago. I the thing was we we have like getting our like our, our headphones and we like would listen to that. And it's like you can like almost like hear like so much more. Like this scene is so much more intense. Like when you listen, they have the tires. Like you know, I don't. Yeah, that chase scene was epic. I love it so much. Yeah, all I'm saying is Jack should be very happy he's still alive from that because. Uh, I, I don't know and he just gave him a bunch of money. He's like, here, here, just get out of my face, please, please don't come back. Um. Oh yeah, and any scene with Dent. When Arthur was in Hillingdale, when he was in Hillingdale and he starts talking so calmly about the evil plan and then Wit's like, I'm going to leave now. And he just freaks out and you can hear he like gets up and everything falls. And he's, you know, having this, this episode of just like, you know, this panic. And then you like, no, no, like that whole, and I, you know, Sarah being Sarah, I listened to that scene at night. Uh, when I re-listened to it for a second time and yeah I got scared I was like this happened I forgot it happened to that extent you know yeah the way he just calmly talks about it while eating a muffin would you like a muffin <laughs> I, I asked somebody that at one point and I was like I can never think of that sentence in the same way ever since I listened to that episode <laughs> yeah I don't think anybody can no, no, they certainly can't. Yeah, that, that scene was great. Like, I have like so many favorite scenes. Um, obviously, the the scene when um when Jason asked Wit if he was proud of him. That scene, like every time I love that scene. And, yeah. And then um, I I know like the search for Wit has to be my favorite scene between like Eugene and Jason and that whole um <laughs> that whole experience like I love that so yes yeah but yeah there's yeah. like so many of them like oh yeah oh yeah and then the scene uh, between Jason and Jerry after Plato leaves <laughs> I know. yeah 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 that that's um hmm, that's an episode I'm gonna have to listen to again no I don't want to listen to it again <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to read it up. It's, I know it's so sad. 
like I listened to the boat people once. I don't need to listen to it again for, for a long time because ouch, um, it hurts still. And I think it always will. Um, yeah, as long as AIO is going, it, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> Thank you once again for listening. Make sure to join us again for another episode of the Bitches and Aussie Revelations podcast. Bye everyone. Bye guys.